0: Hey, Rainbow. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to uh, hear your voice. I know, too. It's, it's been a while, but I'm happy that, that um, yeah, it was
1: available and made it
0: work. Yeah, I'm happy, too. I um you have been much on my mind. So let's jump into a prayer here. Looks like so far it's just you and me. Okay, so we take a breath of love and gratitude together, so grateful and so thankful for divine love leading us, guiding us, healing us, so grateful to open ourselves to the unprecedented, unlimited flow of love, the good of God revealing itself in our hearts and minds by means of our dialogue. In this partnership with the higher Holy Spirit itself, we... intentionally call forth a divine dialogue, a divine download, a healing in our conversation. We're grateful to consciously connect and know that I am that I am, and I am one with the I am presence of everyone participating in this call. I am one with everyone who benefits. We see the ripples of benefit move throughout the universe so grateful to share those benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace, and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen.
1: Amen, amen.
2: So, well, what would you
0: like to talk about?
1: Uh, let's see i did I didn't have anything planned um so we'll see what just comes up now um, yeah, it just feels good just to get um get connected again. I've just been busy with things, but all um exciting life things. Um, I think I I told you in an email that Heather's pregnant. Yeah, so we're excited about that. She's already five and a half months, so time is just interesting. (laughs) It seems to be flying by. Um, And so we are um, in the process of selling our house in Michigan. We have a contract on it and should be closing October 15th. And Moving, um, here to Chicago full time and, um, just found an apartment that we loved here. We're staying, um, on site at Bodie currently, um, but then looking for our own space and that, that just kind of came together this week with a nice kind of divine synchronicity way, um, of some friends here at Bodie that are moving and, and have the space available. It's actually space that's a three-bedroom, two-bath, and really large, so it would work to have my mom move in or so there, too, so that's another thing we're looking at. Um, and, yeah, I've been um, working full-time at Bodie here now over um, youth and family as well as our education, um, you know, all of our spiritual education programs for adults and all the workshops and classes that we offer so that folks awesome to be doing that and um, getting our young adult ministry really started and growing here. We have um, a handful of people going to the young adult retreat next month out in California that CSL is doing. So um, all that being said, that's that's kind of what a lot of my time has been on recently. And I have a couple of clients that I've been working with that I was working more regularly with and it's actually um a friend of mine uh from childhood and then her sister and her mom have both called me since and so it's really great um, have like supporting them as a family and then um the um one who I worked with first, like who I was who I was I've been seeing now for over a year pretty regularly sent me a card recently, and it was just really wonderful to read, you know, to hear what she had to say and about the benefits that it has brought to their whole family, you know, for them to all, um, just communication and and opening up to each other in a different way. And that's why she, she kind of sent her sister and her mom along to me as well. So, um, but anyway, now they're, they are, um, just kind of call as needed, maybe once a month or so. And, um, I was working with a couple of people in Kalamazoo that, um, I haven't recently since I've moved here. So, um, just getting kind of re, uh, connected and re inspired because I really do love the work that I do individually, um, with people doing the counseling work. Um, it just hasn't been my focus or priority in the past. Uh, I don't know, several months at least. Um, so that's kind of my intention today and in connecting in this call is to uh, create the space for more of that. Um, I will actually be teaching here at Bodie the year two of practitioner training starting up in October. There's four students on wow. that. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to that. And it's a whole new curriculum. I haven't – I'm sorry, I'm outside, it's windy. um it's a whole new curriculum and I haven't looked, I'm just starting to look into it and need to get the books and everything. So I know that that's going to be a, an awesome journey and an awesome experience. And I'm approaching it as a student as well, you know, like it's especially since it's all new curriculum and I went through the program like uh, eight years ago or so. Um, and so taking, taking all that I've continued to learn and gain from my work with you, um, I think, would be a great benefit in what I am um, facilitating with that class as well. So, anyway, that's got kind of a little brief check in with what's going on with me. That's wonderful. Wow, yeah. so much
0: growth in yeah. the last year and a half since we did the intensive training together. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, a completely different place. <laughs>
0: And how are you feeling generally about that that issue of prosperity that you shared with us in the training?
1: Yeah, it's um generally much in a much much better space and there's still moments um there's still certain things you know that maybe will come up or moments that would that would trigger it so um but overall it's like I'm trying to think point when it's been several months now maybe even like six months now or something you know there there was that 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 something shifted and it's like nothing really changed too much circumstantially you know but it's like um, I just wasn't worried anymore I just felt in the flow and things were just coming you know so it's like something definitely shifted um, along the way, maybe about five months ago or so. Um, and then, you know, and then like right now, just going through the process of selling the house and getting this new apartment that when I get triggered sometimes is on when I have to fill out forms and prove things. So, like, having to like prove my income that it's enough to get this apartment and like, you know, and then just the whole thing of having the house sell. And, you know, we had another buyer, like we had another contract that fell through kind of last minute. And so then it's like today, literally today actually is the the day that our current buyers have, like there's like that inspection period or whatever, you know. So um, expecting all is well. But like those are the kind of moments where I, I notice myself feeling a little fearful or anxious or wanting to like – or noticing that where I'm placing – something outside of myself as my sort you know like needing my house to sell to have that money for whatever as opposed to just trusting the flow and knowing that god is my source or um yes yeah, so like i said and then filling out the application for that apartment and feeling like noticing some of those old patterns of like you know of, well, do i i have to prove i make enough money and 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 it's not really as based in reality, you know, but there's still that fear like, oh, what if I don't get this apartment because they, cause part of my income is self-employment and whatever, whatever, and what if it's not enough? So that has been coming up a little bit recently, but definitely in a different place than it was before. And I'm aware of it. So. What,
2: what
1: was that last, just the last word or two you said? I said, but I said, and I'm aware of it. Like I noticed, yeah. like I noticed my energy totally. So, so like when I was, I was applying online and, um, and I noticed starting to get in a funk about something. I'm like, oh, now I got it. You know, and Heather's income is also as a nanny, self employment. And I was like, well, now we have to do all the, anyway. And I I noticed myself getting in this, this weird energy about it. So I just like walked away. I was like, it's, it's like, Doing this right now in this space will not be beneficial. So I just kind of like walked away for a little bit and then I went on YouTube and pulled up like a instrumental meditation on the like vibration of abundance or something, you know, and just like put that on, um, as a way to shift my energy before moving forward, um, with that, you know, and then, yeah. And then I, I read something from Deepak Chopra this morning and kind of like a meditation that talks about, I am not in the world, the world is in me, you know, and then I am not in the universe, the universe is in me and having that pulled back perspective is so helpful for me to remember like, there's like, there's little like logistical things in the world of form sometimes I just get so hung up on and believe that that's what's real and that's what's important, you know, like filling out forms and checking boxes um, <laughs> and then I'm like wait a minute what is you know no who am I like I'm not in this world I the world is in me and, and having that idea reminds me of not to get so caught up in the circumstances of the world or think that I'm in any way victim to that and to remember that I am part of something much bigger and just surrender to that and, and trusting that it's all Holding perfectly, so that's a that's a little bit about my process, I guess. I would say, and kind of how I move from those places is just having those things to remember that and to take that. It helps me to take that perspective to kind of zoom back my perspective and and not be so right here in the world of what's happening. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: interesting that that siren is going by at this time when you're saying
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
1: The world can be very seductive sometimes.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. The dance of illusion, is Venerable would say, is uh, extremely seductive. Yeah. Yeah. Until we're not interested in it anymore. Yeah. You know, until we're interested in in being that master of our domain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It sounds like you're really putting everything that you've learned to use. It's beautiful. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Well, great. Um. Ah. Oh. We've got Amina and Barbara on the line. Uh, why don't we start with Amina? Amina, anything that you'd like to ask about or share about or anything like that?
3: Hey, everybody.
2: Uh,
3: Hello. Hi, Amina. Hi. You know, I was just um, listening to you, Rainbow, and it, it's. I'm so thrilled for all of the good things that are happening for you and um, I love seeing your growth and recognizing the, all of the growth that, that we are all undertaking. And um,
2: mm-hmm. one of the
3: things you said <clears throat> was um, that it hasn't been your focus um, to do individual work and that mm-hmm. you're kind of recommitting to that. And, yeah. you know, it's interesting to me because mine definitely ebbs and flows and it has been pretty light um, and I don't appear to have a lot of time to like get out there and cultivate new clients but um, I had a new client yesterday who was referred um, one of Jennifer's Masterful Living students or two students actually um, reach out to me and I was so grateful to be able to connect with her and um, of course she brought me um, a, a divorce issue,
2: <laughs> and uh, it was
3: awesome because, you know, even though you know, my situation is um, it's very different from hers, and um, my divorce isn't even really kind of moving in a legal paperwork way, but, you know, we're just death- separated and intending to divorce. Um, it, I could really relate to a lot that she was talking about and I was able to share some of my experiences with her which were really helpful and I was so grateful that I could do that because at times I was like I don't even really know what to say and so I just really tried to not force anything but then it just it came to me just to you know let her know some of the things that I had felt or experienced, and and it was helpful. So, anyway, that was cool, and I feel like I would like to be doing more, but, you know, again, it's just, you know, having time for everything, and also I don't want to really be out there pushing, like trying to drum up a lot of business, but I'm just – I'm I guess, be more intentional in being available to be of service and see what kind of comes out of that.
0: Right. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I would say in a, in a very real way when I started my practitioner business, I operated similarly. I really held a very strong intention all the way through my training and and when I uh became licensed, I I really just said, God, if you send them, I will sit with them. And I I don't have any um need or watch around this, uh, but I'm open to it. I'm here to be of service and I know it will of course bring my own personal growth and bring bring it all on, whatever is mine to do bring it to me and um, it's interesting too Amina because I think I know who you're talking about who contacted you who's going through a divorce so when I spoke to them recently I suggested that they they go to the site and look at the information about the, all of you and uh, of course I knew she she would pick you she would have to pick you because you're
3: wouldn't even let her see anybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Um, yeah, right. Yep. And uh, and
3: not only that, Jennifer, I picked when I was like praying and meditating before she called, and I wanted to just really kind of tune in to her. And I, you know, I didn't. I've seen her on Facebook, but I don't really know that much about her. And I picked a card for myself, and I picked an an angel card for myself, and I picked one for her. And the one that came up for her was Healing Family Issues.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Big time. So actually, you know, what you just said about your intention when you were in training and starting your practice, um, it makes me realize, you know, there's going to be a point where I'm going to want to do this more, and I am going to want to be able to create an income through this type of work. And, you know, that may be sooner than later, not next week, but, you know, in a matter of months. Um, so it just occurred to me as you were stating that, just how you held it, Um I think this is a probably a good way for me to to be intentional and just and not feel like I have to make something happen but just being available to it and letting it lead where it's supposed to but just having that mindset that it can be sustaining.
1: Yes. Yep. and I'm reminded, um, go ahead. uh um, this is Rainbow. I'm reminded of something you may have shared with us and or I read about, um about Joe Goldsmith too, and just that idea of just like sitting in prayer and holding that space intentionally for for the client um and that's what I've noticed you know when I was um earlier this year before I was working full time at voting i was I was Part of my time, and when I, w- I was intentionally holding that space for clients, and that's when I was seeing, you know, sometimes like four a week, you know, maybe four. I think, yeah, sometimes like four sessions a week or whatever. Because um, on those days, like that's what I was doing. Like I had two days a week um, that I was, you know, either doing work or exercises from from the masterful living workbooks and um and just focusing on the spiritual counseling and stuff then that's that's what created that space to allow that in and then um and that's what I've noticed with pretty much any of my endeavors, you know, like when when I just give it a little bit of my energy and my intention and time and saying like this is what I want to to focus on building then that comes and then the second I like move over to something else then that's what up for me, and that's what's growing um, more. And so anyway, so that's what I'm I'm wanting to, to create some more intentional time about that. But I just really love that idea of just sitting and holding the space. And even when I was wanting to grow our teen program here, like on Sundays and there would be no teens, I would still like sit and hold the space. I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to go to service. Like there was a couple of Sundays I was like, I'm going to sit in this space and see it and hold that vision of it being filled with teams. And that's what I think is so powerful even more than marketing or, you know, Absolutely. passing out business cards and saying, I'm doing this. But I forget that sometimes, too, and I feel like, oh, I don't, because I haven't done a blog or I haven't worked on my website in months and da 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 I was like, well, no, I just also haven't intentionally set because I haven't had the time because I've been doing other things, but now I'm like, okay, if that's what I want, then it just takes holding that space and setting that intention. And I don't know, I just literally have a visual of Goldsmith like sitting in his office and just like in prayer and and open for that. Anyway, that's what I wanted to jump in and share.
0: Right. Hi. I know that that is the most powerful way to work. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That is the work in the invisible. That is the work of the practitioner. We build things in consciousness, and we allow them to take shape and form. Yeah, and that's one of the steps that many, many ministers and practitioners, they understand it intellectually, but they don't actually do it.
3: Hmm. Yeah. I love this conversation, and what I want to ask Jennifer is, um, how do we do that without it becoming a craving? You know, how do we put the proper attention on it and really see that vision without wanting it too much?
0: All right. Well, I feel you know the answer to that. So what do you think the answer is? What do you feel the answer is?
3: I guess just using myself as an example, what I feel the answer is, is to consciously be aware and intend to hold it the proper way without attachment. But what happens in my experience that I'm so interested in changing is attaching. And so I think it's having a heightened awareness and being more mindful and more intentional and more willing to to let go um, so this is, I, I this is a really valuable, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. here's here's a really valuable question that you're asking because it really applies to any part of our life, right. And how do we hold a vision for something that we'd like to bring into manifestation without becoming attached to any part of it, including when it? manifest how it manifests if it manifests all of that how do we hold it really strongly without attachment so first of all the thing is to recognize that when attachments come up nothing bad is happening healing is happening Mm. Yes. So when the attachments come up, when the cravings and the attachments, whether it's an aversion or a craving, when all of that comes up, it's our healing. And for us to be able to manifest a powerful ministry, a powerful practitioner business, we must eliminate our cravings and aversions. So it really goes back to that basic masterful living practice, that basic finding freedom practice of my stuff is up. I'm grateful I can see it so I can offer it for healing rather than manage and cope with the drain on my energy and attention. It's really that simple so it's not that we attachments are bad it's really that they that's our opportunity for healing thank you yep and i know i know many practitioners uh, at least i i used to when i was um in really involved in the agape community i knew a lot of practitioners who um saw clients a few times a week while holding down very powerful uh, full-time jobs Mm -hmm. as, as attorneys and heads of companies and all kinds of things, but they still took time to see a few clients a week. Yeah, that's helpful to hear, and that's like for me, this is Rainbow, you know, and
1: to know that that like that totally makes sense, and I know that's possible, and that's where I noticed myself is like um, that's just another limitation, you know, that I put and thinking, oh, well, I can't do this and that or whatever. I don't know. So yeah, but that's good. Good to hear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Barbara,
4: would you like to jump in on this conversation at all? Um, I'm considering it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess um, my experience um, in just holding the space or allowing, uh, I guess that's what it's been for me. I was thinking of a money situation that I had, and I needed I remember exactly. I I I needed money for something, and I didn't have exactly what I needed, but I just held a space that it would be there, and I just and and it feels like a very soft place for me um, when I um, need to hold a space for something to happen or when I give it over to the Holy Spirit. um, It just it feels it's nothing. Harsh about it. It's always just so. It's so. It's so gentle and so soft. It's just to me. It just feels like standing to the side and just allowing whatever it is to just come about and expecting it to come about or to happen. It's just kind of been my, you know, an experience yeah. that I've with it. Mm-hmm. That's
0: beautiful. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's that feeling of faith.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Allowing it to transpire. That's where most practitioners will get in the way, is they don't allow it to transpire. That's the whole teaching I give in the prayer power weeks about uh, taking yeah. it off the altar.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: something i'd like to bring up is uh, one of the things that um someone brought up to me i've been doing the year one uh rather the for living one-on-one sessions with people and um someone brought up to me that they had it had been recommended to them to make a list of pros and cons about something. And uh, so I wanted to talk about that. Um, and one of the teachings that I've been giving more clearly than ever is that if you notice, you're trying to figure something out, or if you notice you're trying to understand something. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if you're trying to figure out what to do,
2: mm-hmm. or
0: if you're trying to figure out um, what, what is going on with this person and why are they doing what they're doing, you're trying to understand something, or you're trying to understand how to approach somebody, how to deal with something. If you're in the mindset of trying to figure something out and understand it, that's an ego mindset. Mm. The spirit doesn't ever need to figure something out or understand anything because the spirit already knows it all. So our higher self, our holy self, our I am presence is able to see through all directions of time and space. The higher self knows the highest and best for each one involved in every moment. The highest, the higher self knows what will be the highest, most loving, most beneficial course of action in every moment. And, and the higher self knows exactly what is going on at every moment. And we have access to that awareness. We have access to that understanding. So if I'm trying to figure something out, if I'm trying to understand something, I'm laboring over it, I have forgotten that I have direct access to insight. Why else would I be trying to figure it out? So I've been inviting the Masterful Living Year 3 students to really practice this, well, all, all three years, to really, really practice this. And we had a beautiful example, Barbara, you'll remember this, um, with uh, someone in class who was concerned about making a decision uh, regarding uh, some dental surgery, and was really, really um, agonizing over whether or not to have this work done. And, that couldn't couldn't make the decision was very distressed about it because they were having to make the decision for someone else of what they should do, someone in their care, and uh they but then they realized, oh, I'm doing that thing of ego identified, trying to figure it out, trying to understand, trying to make sense of it. I don't have to do that, I have direct insight. So they said, okay, I'm willing to know what is the highest and best for everyone involved regarding this dental surgery. And after a period of time elapsed, they got clear insight, and they knew this was divine guidance and direction, and they knew that it was divine guidance and direction because of how they felt. But the thing about divine insight and direction like that is it comes fully clear, it has a clarity to it. And we can feel it, we can sense it and know it. Ah, this is the right thing, this is the most loving thing, this is the direction for me to go. And so the the person followed that guidance and it worked out perfectly. But the best thing for them was that once they got the guidance, Moving forward, making the choices and decisions, uh, they felt such relief and joy that they knew they were absolutely choosing the most loving choice. And, um, and that's how we're to live. And it's time for us to really practice that now. So, um, the, the idea of making pros and cons lists mm-hmm. is, it's an old paradigm.
2: Yeah.
0: It's an old paradigm that the ego is... Who's going to decide when you've got a list of pros and cons? Like, what is the decision-making process
1: if you're making a list of pros and cons? Very, hmm. like, logical... In form, yeah. Yeah, like, in, yeah, logical mind. Mm-hmm.
2: So now, I missed, I,
4: I missed some of this. Something happened to the phone. Uh, so what you're saying is, in that case, to just uh, take, take it, take um, take it into prayer and just sit with the question. Is I did, I didn't get all, I didn't get what you said because I wasn't on the phone on the line.
0: All right. Well, based on what I shared. Um, mm-hmm. maybe um, Rainbow what if you were working with a client mm-hmm. uh, what would you say to a client who was trying to deliberate over something and, and the thought came into your mind oh maybe they could make a list of pros and cons yeah.
2: and then let's uh-huh. say you
0: were going to reject that Rainbow what would you what would you say to that
1: client um I would probably first talk to them about um, their own divine guidance and listening to that and if they've had an experience in the past where they have had a question about something and then received what they knew to be kind of divine guidance or inspiration Um, and then maybe lead them through a process. You know, so first I kind of mm. talk to them because I don't know. Like, they may be at a point where they're like, "Well, I have no idea what it even means to trust my intuition or to listen to divine guidance," um, or if they're like, "Okay, yeah, 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 I'm familiar with that, what that is," then they can kind of tune into that to see around this particular situation if um, kind of what what they're being guided towards, and mm. then yeah, and then lead them in a in a process of kind of like a prayer meditation of, of opening up to their divine guidance and inspiration and to ask to be open to receive clear insight and to know that they are um, divinely guided. And, and I don't know, right now what's coming, through is maybe even talking a little bit about, like, is there really a wrong answer? You know, is there really a right or a wrong um, decision that could be made? You know, or is it trusting and knowing that whatever you decide is is the perfect opportunity for for what your spirit needs in that moment? I don't know if that would confuse mm-hmm. too much. But, um, yeah, I would just, like, take them through a process of just quieting the mind, letting go of any, any of their own ideas about it, anyone else's opinion, anything that they already thought about it or heard about it. And just kind of get to a real open space where they feel tuned in and connected, and then um just ask for the answer to be revealed to them and to listen it might not be in that exact moment, but mm-hmm. perhaps later in their dreams when they wake up the next morning, there may be some sort of insight that's given to stay attuned to different um, ways that that might show up for them, to really just pay attention to uh what people like any any messages that may be coming to them in their environment once they've opened up to that space to receive that guidance.
0: Yeah, very
1: well said. Amina, do you have
0: anything you'd like to add to that? Anything that came up into your mind?
3: Oh Bimbo, I think that was perfect. Um mm-hmm. really, really helpful. And um, powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. Barbara, any thoughts about it?
4: Well, I'm happy to hear the conversation because I had a situation like that, um, and uh, so I'm I'm happy to hear of a way of of, of handling
2: <laughs>
4: rather than asking them to look at the pros and cons. <laughs>
2: So well, I'm, I'm, see yeah. and this is yeah, how we're
0: being called to live. This is how we're being called to live.
2: Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm.
0: as we live it, then we can teach it.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, think one, uh, yeah. mm-hmm, one of my one of um the things that I'm working at and that is being able to do more inner work, which is which is really a challenge for me. Uh, to just, you know, and so that, you know, so it's difficult for me to help somebody with that when I'm in the middle of it.
0: So how are you getting support for your inner work?
4: Well, um, at this moment, I'm just, you know, looking for tools, just finding tools that I can use to um Whatever I can find.
0: Well, I highly recommend that each one of you gets very regular counseling. Mm -hmm. I do. I do to help me.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I will do that. I will definitely do that. That's that's great. I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to do that.
0: Yeah, because... um,
4: Yeah. You can always that is tell crazy.
0: the te- yeah, you can always tell the teachers that don't have a teacher,
4: okay, mhm, yeah, mhm, mhm, Because yeah.
0: 'cause we're all directly divinely guided, and we live yeah. perceive on certain things, uh-huh. mhm, and so it's very helpful to be able to be the two or more who are gathered. Mhm, with someone who really knows how to hold the space, yes, yes.
2: yeah,
0: yeah, so, and uh, it's one of the best ways to further learn how to be a better counselor,
2: mhm, yeah,
0: is to mm-hmm. be receiving counseling,
2: mhm,
0: so. I think Rainbow's answer was extremely helpful, and you're okay. very clear. So the point, the, the main point here, is to recognize all beings have direct access to divine guidance. Somebody's moving around a lot. It's unmuted, and you might just want to self-mute. There you go. Thank you. Um, so we all have access to divine guidance all the time
2: mm-hmm. and
0: it's the spiritual student who is on a path of awakening is training their mind to listen only to that voice
2: mm-hmm.
0: and this is what Jesus says in A Course in Miracles he says I trained myself only to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit yeah and that's what he's inviting us to do in a course of miracles. It's the it's the same exact teaching as keep thine eye single. Mm-hmm. So if we're trying to figure things out, if we're trying to understand them, the the fundamental belief that is being exposed is that we think we are on our own separate from God and now we have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. and if we're actively trying to figure it out which is a lot of times what worry is if we're actively trying to figure it out if we're actively trying even to just understand it then we are truly choosing separation Mm -hmm. and it just it, it leads to a lot of wasted time and energy in a sense I mean, it's never truly wasted because we will learn from it. We'll learn, oh, that's not the way. But we already know that. And everyone who comes to you for counseling already knows that too. So even the most confused person who might come to you, even the person who's most in a sense of upset and worry and distress, they literally, they may completely resist the idea that they have direct access to insight, but everyone's life has already proven it to them.
2: And if
0: if they will if you will assist them in asking them, like Rainbow suggested, you know, is there a time in your life when you can remember you got insight, guys? Mm-hmm. Their higher Holy Spirit self, their I am presence, is going to show it to them. Mm. Now, if they're completely unwilling in that moment, that's okay, but you can still help them see it's there. You have the ability. Everyone does. But for whatever reason, right now, that is too threatening for you. To acknowledge that you have that ability and that is a frequent thing because if people have the ability for direct insight and they're ignoring their direct insight so that they can try to manage and control their life and the people in their life they they are actively rejecting insight and guidance. So the idea that they might start to rely upon that, they 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 know that they are going to be guided to stop trying to control things,
2: mm. <laughs> and
0: so they, there may be tremendous resistance to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's when you have a client who keeps saying things like, "But you don't understand," "But you don't understand." Has anybody ever had that situation?
1: The call dropped. I just got back on. This is Rainbow.
2: Sorry. Something happened. So i was
1: asking, have you ever had a client?
0: Have you ever had a client who is saying, um, "But you don't understand. You don't understand." They're trying to convince you of all their limitations.
2: And mm-hmm. you may not
0: have a client who's done that, but you've probably had a friend or a relative. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah, definitely.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: If you could just yeah. understand how limited they are, how cut off they are from divine good, then you would understand that managing and coping with their life is the best way, right? They try to convince you of their limitations. Yep. But they're not actually speaking to you to get you to agree, because they they don't want anyone to agree, not really.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They kinda of want someone to shake them and say, Stop it.
2: Mm.
0: And I think I've heard this in in uh the intensive that I've had clients who came, you know, and they were in that kind of a mindset of poor me, it's just so p- terrible, nothing I can do ever works. And and uh and I've actually said to them I think you're right. I think you should give up. I said, I, I really think you you don't have what it takes and it's hopeless for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they look at me like, what just happened? Where am I? <laughs> and I, I, I'll go down the road a little bit with them and I'll say, no, really, it seems like you're absolutely right. Everything is working against you, and there's, it's helpless. I would give up if I were you. And then you see, well, what is it that they really desire? Do they want mm-hmm. to keep hard for their limitations, or do they want to transcend them?
1: Yeah, I really like that approach, because it's like if you were to just be like, no, and you know kind of convincing them of the truth when they're not able to hear it they would just resist you but then if you agree with them on their limitations and they're kind of like wait a minute that's not really what I want but it's like that allows the opportunity for them to experience that shift instead of you just trying to see that for them if they're not willing to hear it
0: yeah but you can't do that if you're in any way judging them. Like if you're, right. if you're, you know, if if what they're doing and their desperate victimhood stuff is annoying to you or bothersome to you in any way, that's
1: not the time to to use mm. that.
2: Yeah, then you would just
1: sound like sarcastic, and especially in like like in a relationship. Then that I think that would be more difficult to do. Like in your, your yeah. personal relationship, they would, because that's probably where you're more likely to be triggered with those judgments. At least for me, I right. think that, that would be. Right. <laughs> right. Like in a
0: relationship, so perhaps Rainbow with your wife or Barbara with your daughter. In a relationship situation, what you might there that would be different is you might say if they were going on and on and they wanted you to agree with their victimhood, you could say something like well let's say everything you're saying is true and that it is utterly hopeless, now what?
2: Hmm.
0: And you can say I don't believe that but let's just say it's true and I agree with you, it's hopeless, now what? Because if you if you keep if you try and argue with someone's ego, (laughs) who's the fool? You know, what's that? It's probably Mark Twain. He had something, some catchy phrase about when you argue with a fool, something. And if we're arguing with the ego, it's just, it's it's pointless. So making a list of pros and cons, to me that's, it's not that it's not helpful, it's just bold paradigm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And so... I think that we can hold the space for our clients that they can understand this teaching about direct insight
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that they have the ability to train their mind to receive divine insight. But you won't really be able to teach that unless you live it. Yeah. hmm Because if you're teaching something that you're not living, people are just going to hear blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: They won't hear it. They won't even know you even said it.
1: Yeah, this, this is Rainbow. um, I experienced that recently myself, and I was feeling really just, Overwhelmed and experiencing a lot like that. I had all these decisions to make, and I was just like, didn't know what to do, you know. And, um, and I think that's when I had, I, I called Amina and, and did like an emergency session, you know, like, are you available today? So she was like, yes, I have, I can call you. <laughs> you know, I got, I got half an hour. I'm like, that will do. I'll take it like, So that session was so helpful, but what I got from it is, um, not to make any decisions like i realized like i was in the place where i could not i just couldn't make any decisions from that space and i also knew that i was um, about to go on vacation for a week and completely like on an island on the lake with no cell reception where we were staying and just totally connected with nature and so i just gave myself permission just to like not make any decisions until after vacation and what that provided and like not even like I was just like going crazy in my mind obsessing about, you know, thinking about all the different like pros and cons, so to speak. Um, and just not to even entertain it, like not to even think of all of those things in life that were happening. Um, you know, regarding moving and all of that kind of stuff. So. And then what, what that created when I was um, on vacation was just like that was like deeply nourishing connecting with spirit and getting to that place where I could, again, listen to that divine guidance. But I wasn't even like I'm going to do, like, an intentional practice, like, okay, God, show me this. You know, I was just like I'm just not even thinking about all this stuff, and I'm just going to connect. And then I came back, and, you know, a couple people asked me, so what about this, and what have you decided? And I'm like, nothing. You know, I was just like, I'll – I'll tell you when there's something to tell, basically, you know. And then things just kind of unfolded in a much more natural way, um, instead of it feeling like I had to make all these decisions about things. So, anyway, that, that was a personal experience I just went through related to all that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, what a wonderful example. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm so appreciative of Amina's availability and her consciousness at that time, because I was definitely in a funk and not able to, to see clearly for myself, and that definitely shifted after that phone call. So, Very grateful. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yep. It's so powerful to be the two or more who are gathered.
3: Oh, it's tough to help, Rainbow. Well, <laughs> Well,
0: we're about at time here. Does anybody have any last things they'd like to bring up?
4: Yeah, I, I have a question. Um, once we complete the uh, 111 um, sessions, what what what's next?
0: Well, you and I will have a conversation, and then uh, we'll proceed with the certification, and you can be listed on the website. And uh, you can set your fee. We can talk about that. And uh, those those are the next
3: steps. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay.
3: And, Jennifer, how do we go about with the um, completing the work and the workbooks, um, submitting
2: that to you?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing is to send me, you know, just mail them to me.
2: What? What is the,
4: the, uh, the what, finding, finding freedom?
0: Yeah, finding freedom in masterful living workbooks.
4: Oh, all of them? Oh, okay. Because I haven't completed everything in all of those. Okay.
1: Would it be helpful for you? Because I've, I've done all my hours, I just haven't finished my evaluations, um, and then I've done. There's just one workbook that I'm still working some exercises, but would it be helpful since there's so many, I don't know, to go ahead and send like the three that are complete for you to start looking at if we're looking at getting to that point soon,
3: completing.
0: Um, You know, I'd rather just do them all at once. Okay. Okay.
2: Sounds good. Yep.
0: Yeah. How does it feel to be close to completion?
2: (laughs)
1: Wow, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's an yeah. amazing. Um, I mean, that feels like quite an accomplishment in a way too. Like you know, it's like it's um, definitely been. A, um, I don't know the word robust comes to mind. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. I think I'm going to be doing the next intensive in March, and mm. uh, my aspiration is to start doing two intensives a year, and they're going to be a, a, a full week. And um, uh, I'm I'm hoping that maybe I can find a place in Sedona that will work uh, for us. And nice. Yeah, and uh, I would definitely be open to people coming and assisting. So um, as we get closer to that, I'll let you know about that. Great. Mm -hmm. Sounds good, Jennifer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, how about a prayer here? We take a breath of love and gratitude. So very grateful, so very thankful for the opportunity that we're giving ourselves to heal our life, to be a healing presence, to live in the light. We're consciously partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self and remembering our divinity and the divinity of all life. What I know for each and every one of us is that we are divinely guided. And blessed. We are a blessing to each and every one of our clients. We're grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the direct insight. We are grateful and thankful to naturally, gracefully magnetize into our life the clients that we can be of service to. So grateful to be of service with our whole life. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is.
2: Amen.
0: It is. Amen. Well, it is. Amen. Yeah. Well, God bless you, everyone. Thank
1: you. Thanks. Thank you. Love, love you
0: all. See you lots of love. Bye for now. Love. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.